Welcome to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. My name is Mondo Fresco and today I am joined by the Perico Princess. Today I am joined by your favorite cover girl. Today I'm joined by Bia. How are you, Bia? My friend, you know I'm here. It's your girl Bia checking in live. I'm just happy to be here, man. Like, I'm happy we get to connect at this point because there's just so much more to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, you, you see you see the vibes, right? You see yeah. The, you see I the see. color. I love how you coordinated with my hair. I love that. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite things. So, okay. So let, let's start there. The I, I see a lot of different hues of of orange in, in, in your work mm-hmm. and your, in your brand, the Bia branding. Tell me, tell me about that. At first... It was just um, like an experimental thing. Like, I feel like I just tried, I just wanted to try with different hair colors. So first I tried blonde, then I tried orange. Weird color, go from blonde to orange. But then for some reason, it just spoke to me. I was like, this color, you know when you change your hair after like a breakup? Yeah. And you're like, this color like just makes me feel empowered. This makes me feel like I can go do whatever I want to do. So that was what it was for me. It was so warm, like. Something about the color just made me feel like in a good mood. And I was like, I want to be in this color every day. I want to embody this color. What do you think came first? The color or the fruit? Hmm. The fruit. The fruit? No. <laughs> the color. I've, I've always asked myself that question. The color. The, co- the color. That's your final answer. No, the fruit. <laughs> the fruit. Uh, you know, it's 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 so dope to see your growth within just the last few years. We were talking just before the mics turned on. We were talking about how we met just like next door about five years ago now. Uh, yeah, you were wow. in the recording. Um, I, I believe what I remember of that conversation was uh, you had just signed to I Am Other. You had you were you know working with Pharrell. Um, and since then, so much has happened, and it's been amazing to see you grow as, as a person, as an artist. Thank you. Um, I, one of my favorite <laughs> songs that, that you put out was Safari, and I like it because you give me a little shout out. I always pretend like you gave me a shout out, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> even though you, you know, maybe you didn't, you know, but... I know you like it with the freco. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, tell me, of from from that... From that moment, um, you know, back when uh, you were recording five years ago in Los Angeles, um, what's what's your favorite uh, of those moments that that you remember or, or or vibe or what memory do you have of, of of those those times? Wow, I feel like there's there's so many different moments in each moment that I couldn't just like you know I could never pick one or just a, anything like they just all meant so much to me and so much to my career and they they helped me grow so much but especially with that one like going I really had to push my pen you know and yeah. I think a lot of artists that write their own music they relate to this um when you have to push your pen it's like I didn't know how to write that song in that moment you know I just had to dig and dig and figure it out because it was an opportunity there and it was a uh, it changed my life you know so it's one. It's a blessing, you know. I always look back at that moment, and I'm, I thank the people that put me in that moment, and you know, God for coming through and like working through me and allowing me to do that. What was your your favorite uh, thing while recording? Like, what has what, what's your is it is it the the writing? Is it the recording? Is it 
you know, collapse. Because when someone, you're in a room with a bunch of people or, or one person even, there's a lot of like collaborating moments. Like, mm-hmm. What would you say is, is your favorite thing about being in the studio? Um, my favorite thing about being in the studio, when you have those songs that you know, like right away, they come to you fast and you, you're writing a song and you're like, oh no, this is it. Like you don't stop because you're in a groove. Those are the moments that, that speak to me the most because I know I'm onto something and I know it feels right, not only to me, but everybody else in the room. So I know it's like, yeah, it's special. When everyone's know? vibing. Mm-hmm. What, what was it like when you recorded Safari? Safari was crazy because to be honest, um, like I was, I was on my way to rehearsal because it was my, I was opening up for Pusha T on tour. It was my first tour and I was so scared to go on tour, especially with Pusha T because he has real rap fans. So I was like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm about to miss my rehearsal. Okay, cool. Fam's like, don't worry, we'll go late. So I was like, okay, cool. We show up and Pharrell's like, yo, I want you to try to put a verse on this. And I was like, okay. When I started writing to it, I realized like, oh, this is going to take me a little bit longer than I thought. And I went to him and I'm like, wait, what about rehearsal? And you know, this is my first tour. And he was like, don't worry about rehearsal. Like, this is more important than rehearsal. (laughs) You know, and it was, it was so much more important than rehearsal. It was to do a song with Pharrell and Jay Balvin. Like, hello. Like, I, I just didn't know in my, in that moment, like. To rehearsal to me, I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna look terrible on tour. Like, I was like, all right, let me go, let me go write this first. And I, I went under a tree in the studio. <laughs> I went by myself. I went under a tree and I started to write the verse. I called my best friend Jen, one of my best friends from back home. And I'm like, does this sound good? Does this make sense? And she's like, yeah, like that sounds cool. Like, and I was like, well, what, what can I say after this? I was like, does tsunami sound good? Like, wavy? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I did like, you know, a little bit of English and Spanish, and she's like, yeah, that's fire. Like, she helped me and we did it. Like I went right back in there. I was singing it right away in the first cut that it was the song and they went crazy and they were like, whoa, we didn't know you were going to do it in Spanish. Yeah. We thought you were going to come up here rapping and we thought we were going to like not really. What yeah, like. that's what I, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So were you told to to rap in Spanish or, or in English? Like what? Um, they thought you were going to come with like a like an Eng- English verse? I always had a little bit of like Spanish in my verse. Like. Like when I was working with Pharrell, I would always throw in like little Spanish words every now and then just to just to connect. Like, you know, like I felt like I was a a bilingual, like I grew up in a bilingual household. Like when my mom spoke English, but then when I would go to my dad's house, it would be a lot of Spanish. Yeah. And I, it would be so hard for me to kind of like connect to both worlds at the same time. And I felt like when it came to the music, like if I can make people that speak Spanish want to learn a little bit of English and make people that speak English want to learn a bit of, a little bit of Spanish. Yeah. Then I won, you know, I, I made everybody happy in the same song. So um, I think that's what I tried to do there, knowing that the majority of the people that were going to listen to the song were going to speak Spanish. And if I could throw a little bit of English in there to make the people that speak English vibe with them, it makes sense, you know? Let's talk about your fan. You know, I know you you grew up, uh, you know, on your on your mom's side, it was like more hip hop, Tupac, right? Mm-hmm. With your pops, it was more salsa. Mm-hmm. Um, how how did that sort of um, inspire, motivate you, kind of, you know, impact your, your, your music career? I think, um, like, while I was listening to music like that, I yeah. didn't know it was impacting me at all, you know? I think I just was a sponge, and I just soaked up so much. And, you know, there would be words that, 
I would know in Spanish that I didn't know in English when I was a kid, like a pincho. Like I didn't know what a pincho was in English until something like that's a bobby pin, stupid. Like, you know? So it was like, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like, but as I got older, I became more detached yeah. from my, you know, my father and that side of my family. And I just kind of like, you know, just was more. I was raised by my stepfather, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just kind of like was a different, I always had different, in me, I felt like I was just so many different things, you know, like a melting pot of so many different cultures. Uh, a question that that I, I ask often is what, and it's always a different, it's always a different answer because people grow up with, you know, just differently, you know, in, in, the, in the Latin culture, for example. For example, for me, I, I grew up with traditional Mexican parents, right? Mm -hmm. When I told them that um, I wanted to be in entertainment, they were like, really? Like, really, mijo? Like, are you sure about that? Um, for others that I've asked, you know, some parents were, you know, really supportive. Like, they bought them, they bought them uh, their first microphone or their first camera. Um, it's it's mixed mixed stories that I get. How was it with with your fam when you told them that you wanted to be a rapper, an entertainer? I didn't really tell anyone. I just let everybody find out. <laughs> like, I just let everyone find out because the first song I put out. It was um, called High, and it was me, like, riding around with my friends in a limo, smoking weed. And it wasn't really, like, a a song that you'd, like, take to your family and be like, yo, look what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just kind of, like, let everybody find out. But as it started to develop, like, they were finding out good things, too. It wasn't like, oh, she's not really just ruining her life trying to chase something that's not attainable. Like, I showed them that it was attainable. And that you don't have to do traditional things and support your kids and whatever it is they do, support your grandkids. Because I know that none of them thought that it was possible, you know? And I'm glad to break that stereotype so that other kids, especially that come from traditional cultural households, can use me as an example and be like, well, she did it, so why can't I do it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you ever, like, go back home and... And, and, and connect with, with you know, friends, fam, uh, like the, the community that, that you grew up with? Yeah, all the time. But I feel like the community has changed so much since from when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, you know, even when I go back to my father's old neighborhood, like of in Spanish Harlem, it's so different. It's so gentrified. It's so it's a different neighborhood. It's not you can't walk down 122nd during the Puerto Rican festival and maybe have people selling plates of food anymore because that's not what people are going to do in the middle of the world and the times that we in. So I think like where I grew up, like it, the cultural, um, you know, aspect of life is not going to like millennials that are growing up now, they're not going to have that, yeah. you know? And that impacted me a lot. Like that shaped me a lot. What would you say is that one thing that, that fuels you, on a daily basis today? Like you wake up and you put in the work day in and day out because of? God, family, and drive. Like it's not just one thing, but those three things and money. Like, you know, if we being real, like money, I have to make money so that I can build a, build a legacy and pass on generational wealth to my family, because I didn't have that, you know, yeah. like my father didn't have generational wealth to pass on to me or my mom. So that changes everything. When you realize what game we're playing, 
you start to play for different reasons. Yeah. You know? What 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 would you say is is that one thing that that people don't really know or maybe like a misconception about being in entertainment or being a, a, a female rapper? Uh, what's what's that one thing that that people don't know, but you have to like fight through or you have to like push even harder because there's a lot of things like that. Um, being a female, especially female artist or a female rapper in today's times, like you got to really know who you are. Yeah. That would be like the biggest thing for me. Like you have to know who you are because if you don't know who you are, it's so easy for people to sway you and to redirect your focus, you know, and change your whole message right under your nose before they even know that they did that. And you're, and then here you are and you're like, what do I even stand for? This is not even who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like there's, there's a misconception, um, when it comes to to entertainers, when it comes to uh, like a female artist, um, you know, it, it's sometimes it's there's like even stereotypes of oh, you know, she's she because she's a female rapper. You guys aren't held to a certain level, and I, I think that's that's a first of all horrible way of thinking. Um, I think there's a lot of uh, female artists that that are amazing, uh, like yourself, Bia, and are pushing the envelope. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, um, artistically, uh, what what would you say is is as a female drives you, and you want to break that that barrier. You want to break that that wall. What would you say that that is? I want to make people believers, man. Like overall. Like, if you doubt me, I want to make you a believer. And if if that's by force, then that's what it has to be. But, you know, like, I like to look at just what I'm trying to do is I'm playing a longevity game. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm building a legacy. I'm trying to do something iconic. And I can't take shortcuts with that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to I'm going to gain a lot of fans along the way and I'm going to lose a lot of people along the way because of that, you know? When we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Yeah, uh, when we sat down, honestly, I was looking at, at, at the video today. Um, we sat down a year ago um, and we were talking about um, Best on Earth. We're talking about how uh, that track went viral mm-hmm. um, with the challenge um, a year later now. What did that song mean to you? That song, excuse me, for me, that song was like, like I needed that for me. You know, if that if that makes any sense to anybody, like I needed that moment for me. It was. Not for anybody else at that time. I just needed to prove to myself that, like, I could do that, you know, yeah. and that that my work wasn't in vain, you know. Um, I also think that, like, that accolade helped me, helped other people give me a chance, you know. Because there were a lot of people that maybe didn't want to give me a chance or for whatever reason, or it was like, I don't really like her music or, you know what I'm saying, or I'm not really vibing with it. So that that made 
Rihanna made a lot of people be like, oh, let me double back on that, you know? Let me give her a second chance because if Rihanna likes it, then maybe I should like it too. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I love her for that. Yeah, yeah. So for those that don't know, uh, Best on Earth went viral. Uh, Rihanna posted it. It went everywhere. The song is an amazing song with, with Russ. Uh, Shouts to Russ. And uh, that, that song went everywhere. That video, the challenge went everywhere. Um, when we talked, you had not connected, um, I guess, in person with, with Rihanna. Have you connected since? Yeah, I actually saw her on the plane like a week after that. Whoa. Like I bumped into her like on a random plane on our way to, like in the first class randomly on our way to LA. And I, that, I just was like, <laughs> I just said, thank you, man. Like, you know, yeah. I just... I had already said thank you a lot, but just appreciated her for, for what she did in that moment because doing that helps so many, like you really help somebody's career. You really help like, you know what I'm saying? It, it just shines a different light. Yeah. One thing that, that I know is, uh, is uh, important for you is like to the, like the aesthetic of, of fashion, music, um, and just, just carrying in, you know, uh, portraying women in a, in a high level. Mm -hmm. Why, why, why is that? I'm so glad you said that. That means so much to me. Cause it, that's really what I do it for. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't do it for any other really reason, like reason on a celebrity level. Like, you know, I just really want to hold, when people see me, they have to see all of us, you know? Yeah. Latin women, black women, yeah. brown women, black women. They have to see it all. They have to see me and I have to be an example for that. So I feel like um, I take that very seriously and I don't abuse that power. So when people look at me, they know like I don't just represent me. I represent all of us. Yeah. You, uh, you first came on the scene as Bia, uh, Bianca. Bianca, no, but that's my real name, Bianca. But you know, <laughs> uh, was it was it a nickname? Was it something that like your fan would call you, or is that you you, you came up with it? Bia has been my nickname since I was like twelve years old. Dope. Yeah, like since since studded belts were out, where you could like get them at the mall and twenty five dollars a letter. Those that that's been my name since then. Mm -hmm. it so it's like me, like Mondo. So my 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 dad's name is Armando. Mm -hmm. I was never Armando. If everyone said, hey, Armando, I would look around like, where's my dad? <laughs> um, so it was always Mondo. So it, since I can remember it. So it was, you know, it was pretty organic just the way it all, it all came together. Now, now Fresco, that was a whole different story. My last name is Ponce. <laughs> Ponce. Um, but it just wasn't going to sound right. Like Mondo Ponce. You mm. know? <laughs> so, so how to, uh, so to change that up. Um, do, did you have like another... Uh, prior to Bia, was there like another artist name that, that you were cooking up? Or was it always just... Yeah, it was always Bia. Like, people tried to get me to change it. I would never change it. I was like, no. Like, it's Bia. That's my name. Period. At, at this point of your, your career, Bia, um, you've done not, a lot of amazing things, collaborating with a bunch of people, have been on stage uh, with a lot of great artists. Uh, what would you say is that is that moment that is is most memorable or like the biggest moment of, of, of your career that the uh, first one that come to mind? Um, Latin Grammys. Latin Grammys. Yeah. Talk to me about that. That was just so surreal. Like I didn't even know, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know what it like. I didn't know what that would feel like. It was just one of the best moments of my life. I'm so grateful for it. 
you know, I think Pharrell and J Balvin to the end of time and Finn for the end of time for that moment, you know, because I don't even think I realized that moment when I was in it. You're so, as an artist, like you, I feel like you're always chasing, like, yeah. what's that next thing? Like, okay, am, am I going to get, like, is this going to be it? Is this going to be it? But it's never it. You always just got to keep creating moments and keep working. And that was just the first one for me of, like, the first major one for me, you know? So it was big. I just, I'm so thankful for it. It's like, every time I look back at it, it's like, I can't believe that. Uh, you know, Jay Balvin's one of my one of my favorite artists. Balvin's mm. an incredible, uh, you know, talent. Pharrell too. I mean, to have those two on on that track was is crazy. Um, you know, I know that you have also been influenced by uh, La Caballota, Evie Queen. Mm -hmm. um, do you see, or are you now working with with artists in more in in Latin scene as well? I still am, but I've been kind of just trying to focus on like whatever collabs come to me naturally. Yeah. Like I'm really just a super organic person and I like connecting with people in real life. Like, um, you know, there's a couple girls that I'm real cool with in like the Latin world. So I, I would look for some collabs like soon, but I just don't know which ones yet. And I don't want to say them yet yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's still in the works. <laughs> what, what does, what does an artist like, like Evie Queen mean to you? Oh, she's legend, man. Like, Evie Queen, to me, um, like, I would say she's, she takes me to almost like what, what a, like what, what a Nicki Minaj or a Little Kim has done to the U.S. industry, mm -hmm. like for women, like in rap, she is that. Like in rap, there's nobody harder to me than Evie Queen. Like Evie Queen is the GOAT to me in female rap for reggaeton. And I know you you've also said that you're you're a fan. Last time we, we talked about Selena. Oh yeah. You know, uh her her uh there's a new doc is coming out. Obviously, like there's always things coming out. Um you know, I don't know how I feel about it. About Ooh. about how do you feel about it? The new doc, the Netflix stuff? <sighs> well, I'm I, I there's there's two sides, right? Like there's there's the the side that I'm I'm excited about it. Well, you know, a, a guest and a friend of mine, P Rod, Paul Rodriguez, um He's in it. He's playing a role in it. I'm excited. That's like one of his, you know, new big roles that mm -hmm. uh, he's a part of. So I like that aspect, mm -hmm. right? There's like new talent or getting opportunities, creating new opportunities. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's 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 always like a touchy subject to to do something with with uh, you know such a such a legend like Selena. People are like, oh, just leave it as it is. But you know, the same. I mean, Jennifer Lopez. Do you think she she in your opinion, was amazing in that? Were you a fan of that movie? I think Jennifer Lopez killed it. Like, but then again, I was a child and that's the only thing that I, I know other yeah. than the, like, I probably grew up to the, to Jennifer Lopez being her version of Selena more than I probably got to experience Selena, you know? Yeah. Because that was just my era of like what I grew up with. I grew up with her music. But not like, I didn't get to go to her concerts. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just a different thing. So um, I wouldn't want to, I didn't want to, like, I wouldn't want to see them do it and not execute it as flawlessly. So I'm just hoping for the best. Like, I'm being positive about it. I'm not going to be negative about it. Yeah. 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 We, I'm yet to see anything. Yeah. I've only seen photos. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I am excited about that. Uh, tell I me just, about the artist. Selena, um, you know, what, what she symbolized uh, for, for, for yourself and as an artist? Um, well, at first it was like, 
you know, heavy on the music and heavy on the aesthetic. Like I'm a big, big aesthetic girl. I love yeah. class. And that's why I love Ree so much. Cause like I put Selena up there, like with like just that overall aesthetic, she just carried herself with so much class and she was so sweet. So I always love that, you know, women like her, Aaliyah, Rihanna, like there hasn't been too many to do that, yeah. that flawlessly to me. So that's what I love about her, you know, but I feel like her story even resonated with me, like even her struggle with Spanish and having to like, you know, get better with it. That was me. Like I struggled on the red carpet with Spanish. I still do. So it's one of those things that like, um, you know, it's in you, you know, it's in me. Yeah. So it's like, you have to go and find it and you have to pull it out and get it right. You know, one of the things that I found uh, or find very frustrating is when people say, you know, he's not Latino enough or she's not Latina enough or they're too Latino. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, do you do you get that? Yeah, I feel like I, I don't get it to my face, but I feel like I get it, you know, maybe in comments or everywhere, people that 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 just don't really know me. But, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that feel like that, you yeah. know, and I feel like I speak for them, especially a lot of millennials. Like I've I've met so many people and I'll be outside and I'll be like, what are you? And they'll be like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican. And they'll be like, I'll be like, do you speak Spanish? And they'll be like, no. And I'll be like, oh, well, you look like you should speak Spanish. Like, you know, <laughs> like you, I would expect you to speak Spanish. So why don't you speak Spanish? And they're like, well, my mom never taught me. And it's like, what can you say to that? Right. Are they not still like Latino because they don't speak Spanish? You know, doesn't make sense. But it's like, but you got to go and learn. And that's one thing that I've, I've learned. You got to educate yourself and I used to be, you know, people used to tell me, like, go take classes, like, go get tutored, go get better. And I used to have to tell my friends, like, even my one of my best friends, Momo, I would walk around the house with Momo, spend the whole day with Momo and be like, only speak to me in Spanish. Like, solo español. Yo no habla inglés at all today, okay? Yeah. Like, any words that yeah. I didn't know in Spanish, I would say them in English. And then she would, like, be like, no, this. And, you know, she would yeah. just help me. You need to do that. You need that. You need to try at least. Yeah, I, I'm I'm totally against, you know, people judging someone's, you know, culture or heritage based on whether you know a language or not. Um, you know, I grew up, I'm, I'm, I'm first generation. Um, I grew up in a, a Mexican household, very traditional. We only spoke Spanish in the house. And to be honest with you, Bia, from time to time, I forget Spanish words all the time. And I grew up speaking it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, whether, whether, whether I'm speaking Spanish or not, um, I'm just as proud, you know? And like you said, it's, it's in you. Yeah, it's like, or even when some people tell me, like, you know, like, I grew up as Afro-Latina. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't grow up as just Latina or just, like, Italian or just anything, you yeah. know? So I grew up, like, my view on what I was was always, like, very broad, you know? And especially, like, when I got into more entertainment, People, people would be like more like, well, we need to classify you a little bit more. Like, what do you mean you say this? Or what do you mean you're this? Like, what does that really mean? Like, people just don't always get it, especially when you're mixed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a struggle that I feel like a lot of um, like mixed or biracial people go through. But you just got to know who you are and just be that. Like, We talked about Selena, you know, the series and... Uh... My, my buddy P-Rod in, in that, uh, who's acting in that. Is there something that you haven't shared with, with a lot of people that you want to do 
whether it's it's because I know the fashion thing. I'm, I'm sure that you want to like, you know, get into into that scene a little more. But it's just something that that we don't know that you don't really talk about. Like you want to be an act, an actress. You want to like, you know, be a, a, a Disney princess one day. <laughs> Animated series is something like just over the top or something that may seem like news to to people because you don't really share it too much like my friends that know me know i have real goals like i have so many different goals like entrepreneurial goals yeah and also like heavy aspirations to be an executive like a, like a female executive like i want to have i started my own label this year um and Congrats. i i feel like thank you i feel like um I haven't signed anyone yet because I feel like I want to be at a certain place before I, you know, help or devote resources to try to bring somebody else there, make their dreams come true. I want to know that I can do that first. I wouldn't want to waste somebody's time. So those are just aspirations that I really feel like I have and I'm going to work so hard to get to because I don't see a lot of female artists open doors in that way yeah. and really like cultivate a label, a strong label for other artists or females to come why do you think that is that it doesn't happen as often where like you know other other female artists kind of you know say hey you know you're coming you're coming up with me i think you see a lot more of that now but um i think it's programming you know i think that women were programmed especially in entertainment and this industry to kind of just be like, well, if I help her, then that's going to take an opportunity away from me. And that's not really the case. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see that more as you see more fem- like more girls becoming friends. And it's a genuine thing now. Like it's not, you don't see people just clicking up because like, oh, we did a song together and we really hate each other. You see girls kind of really like, oh no, I hang out with her. Like I'm going to stick up for her on the internet, you know, and do things like that. Yo, because that, that's the thing too, right? Like now with with social media, it's not just like, yo, I got your back mm-hmm. in person. If something goes down, like, I got you. Now it's like, it, you know, social's part of that too. Like backing somebody up on, on social media yeah. is almost just as important, if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as, as one that wants to inspire, that wants to, you said you want to be, you know, a leader, uh, a boss, which you are already, by the way. Um, what is that one thing, even as a, as a mentor, what is it that one, one thing that, that you wish you would have had starting up that you hope to do for others? Belief. Like as cliche as it sounds, I wish I just had more belief in myself to trust myself from the beginning and to make a lot of those executive decisions on my own and not be so, um, scared or like guarded or you know um you just that's the only way you learn is if you really make those decisions but I've noticed that a lot of the decisions the best ones that I've made that I really 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 trusted myself were some of the best decisions of my life so sometimes you gotta listen to other people but most times you gotta listen to yourself when we say Verizon te da más, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde $35 por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. What's the hardest thing about 
this industry? The unknown. The unknown. <laughs> the unknown. Because, like, look at how the whole pandemic changed the whole music industry. You just don't know. This is not that type of, if you want safe, you don't get into music. You know, that's what I would say. This is just, it's a very, it's a predatory industry. It's very unknown. And it, it can be wonderful, positive and lucrative for so many people. But it can also be like that if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So, yeah. So let's talk a bit about the, the pandemic. Uh, everything shut down, the music industry, uh, touring, you know, it was it was a crazy. I mean, it's still you know a, a crazy point, um, and and not just the entertainment business, but just in 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 in, in any industry really. Um, but what is it that that you've gained personally throughout this pandemic? I feel like I grew up a lot during this pandemic, and compassion. Like I've grown a lot of compassion for other people. Um, not that I didn't have that before, yeah. but it's a different compassion now. Um, just more spiritual, just a, just overall, like, just more clear. Were you were you isolated? Because I was isolated, and man, via I thought I was I was losing my damn mind. Like I wasn't coming up here to to our studio. I wasn't seeing people as much, especially in the beginning. And I was like, <laughs> I was losing my damn mind. I was just like, all right, I got to get this together. Um, you know, one thing that I, I will share with you is during this pandemic, I started therapy, like mm. mental health therapy. And um, I've, something that I've always wanted to do. Mm. Um, and I've always, you know, been adamant of how important it is to be in a good place mentally as it is physically. Um, is there is there one thing that, that you feel, or, what's, or what would you say is, is the biggest change in your life? Like, not talking money, not talking work or, or, you know, just like personal. What's the biggest change within this, this pandemic time for you? Yeah, that, that, that mental clarity that I feel like a lot of people didn't find that in the pandemic. Like a lot of people suffered like a depression but yeah. I feel like my depression hit maybe before the pandemic. Like Tell me about my that. depression was kind of like I needed the pandemic to just slow down and really like become one with, with my thoughts and isolate myself and like, you know what I'm saying? Like really focus on what it is that I'm trying to accomplish and, you know, like clear, like like clean out, clean out my mental system almost. Is there is there something uh let's talk about like technology now during this pandemic, is there a, is there an app that you you know you use more? Is there you know were you recording on on something? Is it like what is it a piece of of, of tech that you've used uh, during uh, you know this year of twenty twenty? I wish I didn't use my phone as much as I did. You know, like I had to like find myself. Okay, I'm gonna put my phone down because you get addicted to your phone. You know. I had to really put my phone down. Like now I could put my phone down. I put my phone down for an hour, two hours. You might lose me. You might, you have to FaceTime O to get to me, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like I feel like sometimes you need that. You know, we talked about uh, our culture. Um, what's what's your favorite uh, dish growing up or now uh, that, that your fam cooks? Because I know you're, you're half Italian 
half Puerto Rican. Yeah, I eat everything, man. Like, <laughs> my favorite dish, um, like, for a while, it was really pollo guisado. Like, I loved, like, yo, I can eat, like, a chicken, like, chicken over white rice with, like, beans every day. I love anything over white rice. Ground beef over white rice. And then my my mom's side of the family, they make pasta every day. Like, they make spaghetti every day with, like, 10 other things, salad, and, like, they make, like, 10 courses. So, I'm used to eating. I can eat. Okay, how, do you get down in the kitchen, too? Yeah, like, I could cook. Yo, can I cook? Yeah? Well, what's what's uh, what's your go-to? <laughs> go-to dish? Don't this up. Tell them how good it is. <laughs> no. Because last time, he... he this up last time i said yo it was right when i met my boyfriend and i was like yo tell him how good i can cook you know he was like i'm sorry and i was like wow bro i was like it's all right like what do you mean you come up to my house all the time and you eat why would you say that he made me look so dumb come on oliver you gotta you gotta step it up man you gotta make it look good so that's why just now i put the heat on him like don't do that again can you pass me that Nice. I like lamb chops. You know, I'm real fancy now. <laughs> <laughs> lamb chops. Um, being in LA now, do you have uh, do you have a favorite go to spot or favorite go to dish now? Being in Los Angeles. <sighs> no, I need some recommendations because I had this girl that used to cook food. Um, like she used to cook Dominican food and deliver it to your house. She stopped doing it. She only did it in the pandemic. Shout out to Ace Notorious. If you see her, tell her to get it jumping again. I really liked that. But, um, I mean, other than that, I have my two cents. Have you ever been to them? No. Oh, incredible. Fire? Yes, fire. It's, um, it's incredible food. I just don't know how to put it. Like, you just have to go there and see. My two cents, it's on West Pico Boulevard. My... It. I mean, West Pico Boulevard. Shit, quick, quick, commercial real quick. <laughs> my two cents. Um... Do you uh, have you had Mexican ceviche? No, where? Oh yeah, but not from here. Not in, not in LA. No. Have you had um, Peruvian ceviche? Oh, you you were living know. in Miami for a while, right? I think the only ceviche I've had here had had here was like from Javier's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got to make that happen. We gotta, yeah, we got to get you some, Please, some Mexican I want ceviche. Some good- Good ceviche. Like, I went on a taco spree when I moved to L.A. because every L.A. has such good tacos. Yeah. Like, real authentic tacos. Like, you can pull up and they're making tacos, like, yeah, right yeah. there. Roasting the meat. The, the like, El Pastor. Oh, my God. It's so good. Do you yeah, have a go-to? I ate way too many tacos. I haven't been eating tacos for a while because I got out tacoed out for six months, tacos only, six times a day. Do you have a go-to spot for tacos? I had, like, ten. <laughs> yeah and 10 tacos where, where, how many taco spots we go to bro like tacos to Marjay, angels tacos the calle tacos t- tacos all over tacos we stop we drive by somewhere and be like oh he look like they got good tacos go get their tacos <laughs> like yeah i'm all tacoed out for a little while you you're living in uh in la now in hollywood you had this uh i saw that you had this this altercation uh, with with uh, as you were working out the that other day. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite story. You know this. <laughs> so what went down? Okay, so you know, like anyone who lives in LA, if you live downtown or in Hollywood, yeah. you become one with the homeless community. Yeah. So 
I was outside working out. I was trying to get ready for Rolling Loud. I'm like, you know, let me just go on a little jaw. And I go outside I'm, and I'm stretching. I'm getting ready. I'm doing lunges to go on my little jog. And this homeless man comes up next to me and he stops and he starts air boxing, you know, the air. And I'm like, you know, I, I just stopped for a second. I'm like, oh, let me just keep going. Because if you look scared, they're going to mess with you. But if not, like, you know, they're going to let you rock. So I'm just like, let me just do my own thing and not even worry about him. So I go back to working out and he starts air boxing the shit out the air right next to me again. And then he stops and he looks at me. Like, so I'm like, oh, shit, he's working out with me. Like, tw- 20 minutes, we sat there. Like, we worked out together, me and the homeless man. I just, then I went on my jog. I, I seen him, like, probably a couple hours later, but he was just walking on another street and around the neighborhood. But he really worked out with me. It was crazy. You, you guys had, um, had a, good, uh, uh, a good, good cardio sesh together. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> did, did you wind down you guys stretch together too or no i didn't wind down with them i was like what is going on get me out of hollywood <laughs> let's talk about rich tears talk to me about that um so that was what i was going to name my album and i still have it like i have the whole project but i had another project kind of in between that i've been i worked on in the pandemic and a little bit before that yeah. that i'm probably going to release before that Dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you wait. So you have wait, working on a project or two projects? Oh, I'm, I work on like three. Like I have three. Ask music to ask. I have like three projects done right now. I have an R and B project done. It's, it's called R and B. And that's so dope. Mm-hmm. R and B. I have an R and B project done, and then I have the project that I'm re- getting ready to release now called For Certain. And um, that's just because I'm I'm like certain about where I'm at, certain about how I feel. Like that's, I'm moving in my purpose. I just feel certain about everything. Yeah. When, when should we expect that? Do you know? Um, I'm hoping I wanted to get it off the end of December for January. Dope. Dope, 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 dope. Um, what's next for, for, for Bia? Hmm. Wherever <laughs> God takes me, man. Like literally wherever God takes me. I'm just going to keep trying to be the best Bia I could be, you know, be myself and bring light to the world and help the world and put good music into the world and serve looks into the world, you know? <laughs> I'm really just cook good food when my friends come to my house. Yeah. Oh, I have a new hidden talent. Okay, talk to me about that. <laughs> Oliver's over there laughing. <laughs> what is, what's, what's your new hidden talent, man? <laughs> In the quick pandemic, I became a nail tech also. Did you? So I did my own nails. Dope. I have to show you through the glass. Can, can you show this camera right here? Can you see him? Okay, so they had gems hanging from them. They don't have gems hanging from them anymore. I took them off. They kept getting caught in my hair. But I can do some real, like, next level nail shit. Like, I have a nail Instagram now called Nails for Certain. Nails for Certain. Okay? Nails for Certain. And you can go and you can see my designs. You can see all the nails I do for me. And because um, I haven't done anyone else's, I only really do it for me. But I might do some people's, like my friends, um, make it a little thing, like how cut a hole through the glass, like I would have put your hand through yeah. and do your <laughs> nail. And on my YouTube, something like that. Yo, that's sick. Mm-hmm. That, so I like, can I, can I see him? Oh, that's so dope. That's cool, right? The extra that's long. That's so dope. And how, how long does it take to, to do a full set? Oh, wow. At first, it started taking me a really long time, but now I'm quick. 
Now I can do it like an hour, hour and a half. Um, okay, maybe two. But at first, <laughs> my first set took me like six hours. I went to, I started at like 9 p.m. when Kiki left after she did my hair. And then I didn't finish till like 8 a.m. the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah, like 9 p.m. to like 8 a.m. It took me to do my first set. How many pictures do you have right now on, on your on your new Instagram? Maybe 10, maybe 8. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick that's sick yeah. so make sure you follow her. What, what is that again it's called nails for certain i like that yes. i like that you might even do like um like a like collab with other artists you know yeah like i might can do like a nail a nail polish collab or something let's go let's make that happen yeah nail uh, polish lines call me call your girl <laughs> when we say Verizon to the mass, we mean it. La red más premiada ahora incluye Disney Plus, Hulu e ESPN Plus. Todos pueden tener lo que quieren sin pagar de más. Y todo desde 35 dólares por línea. The network more people rely on te da más. Cámbiate a Verizon. Uh, this part of our MNF Mondo and Friends podcast, uh, it's like a quick um, rapid fire questionnaire here that we're going to go in to. Uh, it's actually my favorite part of the podcast. Um, I'm going to ask you questions, and as fast as you possibly can, you just kind of throw them right back at me with, you know, the first thing that pops up. Um, there's no time limit. I mean, you know, if, if you want to tell me what it is and then tell me why you're choosing this or why you're choosing this and not that, you can also... Um, explain some of oh, so it's either or. fire uh some of them are either or some okay. of them yeah some of them are fill in the blank you know mm -hmm. you ready for this yeah i'm ready i'm born ready all right rapid fire with bia <laughs> salsa or bachata bachata favorite spanish word <laughs> gonna be a slur sure we'll bleep <laughs> it out coñazo <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Coñazo. <laughs> that sounds like something that should be in a novela. Like, yeah. coñazo. Because I had a friend whose mom used to always say, coñazo. It's my favorite word. Sometimes I say it all the time. <laughs> coñazo. I like that. All right. Tostones, which are fried, fried plantains. Tostones or french fries? Tostones. I'm happiest when I'm blank. I'm happiest when I'm sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what new technology will transform the future? Cash registers that don't need people. Celtics or the Lakers? Celtics. Ooh, I don't know if you and I can be friends anymore. Ben. Sorry. <laughs> What's one nickname that you're called that nobody really knows about? Oliver, do you have a nickname for her? Is there a nickname that anyone calls me that... Literally, kid. Like he calls me kid. He calls me. Hey, what's up, kid? Like he calls me kid all the time. That's the only nickname that other than Bia that he has. I'll take that. Judge, judges, <laughs> something you're horrible at. Something I'm horrible at. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I'm a Leo, baby. I'm good at almost pretty much everything. Like I have a plethora of hidden talents. I like that. I like that. Great, great answer, by the way. <laughs> Best rapper of all time. Be it. Best singer of all time. Oh, I'm having to give it to Rihanna. Does it, this is this is a very, very important question here. This final rapid fire question is 
Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes, I love pineapple on my pizza. There it is. Bia, dab through the plexiglass <laughs> here. Uh, I got so much love for you. I got so much respect for you. Uh, again, just seeing you shine and grow and glow oh, man. Has, has been amazing in the last uh, few years here. And you've done a lot, man. Like, you know, from... I don't know, the last five years to now, you've you've done what people do in like 10, 15 years. Um, and it's great. And I'm excited to see, you know, what you have in store for us. I appreciate you so much, man. And I just thank you for being such a constant supporter of me and everything I'm doing. Like, it never goes unnoticed. And I'm just happy to be here, bro. Like, thank you. Yeah. Have you ever done a, a man's nails before? Um, Actually... I've manicured, but never. You want to paint them? Like, would you paint them? <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I mean, <laughs> nails for certain is a design page, so you have to get designs. Okay, it's just the rule. All right, let's talk. Via Mondo Fresco, thank you so much for watching and listening to Mondo and Friends presented by Verizon. <laughs>